Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Central Virginia Fishing Report with Ethan Martin at Tail Tellers Fly Shop. How you doing, Ethan? I'm doing great today. How are you doing? As always, I'm just trying to stay out of trouble, and uh, we were talking before we started recording, and you know, your water's low, you're going to get a little bit of rain, but um, I don't know that it's going to be enough to get things where you would ideally want them to be, right? Yeah, it's been a kind of a weird spring so far, because... Like, we did get some rain last weekend, and it, it bumped everything up, but uh, it's still not quite what you would expect for springtime flows here. Like, I, I fished a small stream yesterday, and it was definitely on the lower end of what I've seen at this time of year. So that could lead to some concerns in the near future. Um, I mean, the fishing was still insane, but that <laughs> that just comes with, you know, this time of year and everything is looking up and temps are good and everything. Yeah, and I mean, that's I, I saw your Instagram feed. I mean, you tore up the brook trout, so I would imagine probably we're talking about fishing uh, probably bushy yellow and orange dries with a dropper, right? Yeah, that's pretty much it. They, yesterday was the first time I'd been out uh, for brook trout in, like, I guess three weeks because I'd just been doing so much striper stuff, maybe, maybe a little bit longer. But, uh, I mean, it was, it was kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I ended up just sitting there filming a bunch because we were trying to get um you know a video of one eating the dry fly and we did get a couple of pretty good videos so people might see those soon but yeah it was like walked up and we hiked you know about a half mile in and then immediately first hole we came to caught three and then um you know pretty much just stayed the same so yeah we didn't even switch flies the whole day it was like yellow 409 um and which is a uh, like a yellow Sally ish pattern. And then uh dropper was, uh, I think we call him a Trina Montana Prince. So it's like, basically it's a Prince nymph that has rubber legs and is yellow. Like that's, <laughs> that's it. And, uh, we didn't even swap flies. Like I tied him on down at the, at the, well, actually I think I tied him on in the shop and I was like, you know, we'll see what, how we do here. And, uh, you know, it was, spot on so stuff like everything that you could imagine for this time of the year was flying around so like you saw yellow sallies we saw um i still saw some march browns actually um which is kind of crazy and then um you know you're just typical like size 14 quills so it's just a good time of year everything is active the fish are active um so definitely if you have the opportunity i would encourage you to get out for the brook trout because if you wait too long you know, you're going to be stomping into the, the low water, hot water routine, which is, you know, if the trend continues, that will probably be next month um, that that happens. So I just don't want people to get, you know, wishing that they had gone and didn't go. Yeah. Also, you know, when it gets hot and the water gets low, it gets a little bit more snaky too. <laughs> yeah. It does. You know, that's something that people don't like to talk about, but you know, that is the reality in our areas that there are, um, copperheads and there are some streams that have uh, rattlesnakes as well, which kind of freaks people out. But um, I'm saying, but just you know, you be smart. And I, a couple years back, I was doing a bunch of like underwater filming, and I had like as crazy and dumb as it sounds, I would bring like scuba equipment in brook trout streams, um, and it made me realize just how many snakes <laughs> there are sitting under some of those rocks. So um, I. After doing that, I I don't wear like the Tevas or Chacos anymore. I still wear my wading boots just because of that. Like, 
this time of the year, everything's awake. And last thing I want to do is jam my toe up into a copperhead's mouth. Um, so yeah, just take that as a, as a heat of caution. Like it wouldn't impede me from wanting to go and fish. So like, if you're scared of snakes or something, like don't, don't worry about that. Um, but you know, just be wise and, and pay attention to stuff. Yeah, it's always pretty simple. Just don't put your hands and feet where you, uh, you can't see them. Right. And, uh, oh, yeah. everything yeah. else will <laughs> kind of work out, but you know, you were telling me that, um, uh, you know, your striper bite is still pretty good, even though it's been kind of up and down, but that recent shot of rain kind of turned things back on for you. Yeah. So it, that's another one of the things that it's, it's just so temperamental. Um, it's bass fishing. I mean, which can be incredibly dependent on the weather and water flows. Um, and so, and rain, you know, always pretty much makes fish put into a, to a feeding mode. So, um, it dipped down a little bit beforehand, but now it's spiked back up a little bit. So if you didn't have the opportunity to get out, I mean, I would say the same thing to you. Like, it, it is not going to last long. So, clouds and minnows and sink in mine and chuck them at the bank. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And I'm going to give you, before we talk about smallmouth, I'm going to give you the question because I think it kind of flows together really well. Nevin wants to know your, your thoughts on hot smallmouth flies. And I think the good news we were talking before we started recording is the fish are looking up now, right? Yeah, so... This also freaks people out. Like when you start talking about topwater and smallmouth, they're typically thinking of late summer and what I would call like a stationary fly or like one that you cast out and it sits and it wiggles by its own power, but you're not necessarily putting action on that fly. And this time of the year, things are a little bit different when you're talking about topwater because you can, it's not always the most productive, but you can throw like the umqua swimming frogs. Um, there's a, a minnow pattern. Luke uh, is a buddy of mine, that, and we fish a good bit together. He's the one that like kind of sparked it within me. But um, I think I did, I did a tying video of it on YouTube, and I think I called it LB's Floating Minnow. It's basically a variation of like Chuck Craft's old uh, topwater bait fish pattern. Um, but that thing will slap fish. I mean, that's like a year-long pattern really uh starting now um but for myself like last year i kind of keep records of you know when stuff is good i don't always keep like a fish journal that sort of stuff but uh last year i was looking back through some stuff and it was like may 15th was one of the first evenings that i did really well with that floating bait fish pattern um and then the same thing with the frogs that was like a week beforehand and it kind of is weird for people because they're like why are you throwing like a floating line in a frog pattern right now? Um, but it's just cause they work. <laughs> I mean, if, if you look in like little ponds and stuff right now, like we have one right beside our house and it's, it's loaded with tadpoles and like larger size frogs. Um, so yeah, I, it's definitely one of the things that like, I wouldn't say this is what you should do all day. And like, this is just going to absolutely blow your mind how many fish are going to eat it. But you can have really good days because it's more of a reactionary style of uh, fly. So as you're retrieving it, like for example, the umpqua swimming frog, like they're not cheap, but then again, how many people can really stack deer hair as well as those things? <laughs> and, uh, and I kind of, I'll add some like glue, uh, soft head, moon soft head and, um, solar or some sort of UV resin to the bottom of them just to make them last a little bit longer. Um, I mean, when I say that, I've got some that I've had for like two years now that are still catching fish. But it's literally just cast it at the bank or cast it at structure that you think a frog might be on or a fish might be under. 
and then retrieve it with just like two, three inch tugs and you can do them quick or you can try a little bit bigger of a tug. Um, but had some really good days, uh, with those. So definitely one of those things to, if you don't have a couple tied up already, then, you know, get your hand at some, uh, deer hair and, and give it a whirl. Um, but you know, my, my preferred size for the James, like a size six, uh, when I used to fish the Shenandoah a lot more, I still do some, but I, I fished a size 10 up there, um, just cause it's a little bit smaller, but that's, that's one of the cool things. Um, it's just playing around with fly patterns. You know, if I'm, if I'm not throwing that this time of year, then it would be probably honestly a Clouser minnow, like in the two and a half to three inch range. Um, so you can put whatever hook you want on that. Some people want a one Oh, some people want a two. Um, so if I had like, let's say four patterns, it'd be the uncle swimming frog, LB's floating minnow, a Clouser minnow and a crayfish pattern, which would probably be like a Claudad or a variation of a Claudette. Um, that would be pretty much the four I would have in my box right now. If if you saw me out in the river, <laughs> that's what I would be throwing is one of those four things. Um, so, yeah, that should keep some, some of the tires busy, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, also, too, you know, on the minnow and the frog thing we were talking before we started recording, I mean, it is, you know, you're seeing a lot of tadpoles, so there are a lot of frogs up shallow, and then, you know, those little itty-bitty bait fish are shallow, right, because as you go put your boat in, you're going to see them all over the place. And, you know, a lot of times you'll see splashes, right? Where you'll see the, the bass literally pushing them to the bank to try to catch them. So, I mean, it's not like it's just totally random to put those things out there because that's just what's on the buffet this time of year. Yep. And I think, honestly, it freaks people out because when they associate streamer fishermen now, like 10 years ago, it might have been different. But right now, when people think about streamers, they think of like five-inch long flies, articulated madness, which is fun to throw. But even the striper that we catch, you know, it's, they're big fish, but they will eat, you know, threadfin shad all day or a shad that's two inches long or three inches long. So uh, it's one of those things like it is fun to throw those big patterns and especially for, for trout because trout will eat other trout that are six inches long. Um, but it's just kind of one of those interesting things that throwing stuff at bass, I feel like you can get away with smaller patterns more frequently. Um, some people might disagree with me, but it definitely works. So, <laughs> and, and I have both in my box, you know, realistically, I, I have two inch clouds of minnows and I have six inch long dungeons, you know, and I, and I'm willing to throw both just depending on what the, what my mood is, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, there you go. And you know, folks, we love questions on the articulate fly. You can email them to us. You can DM us on social media. You can drop them in the comments to our social media posts, whatever works best for you. And if we use your question, I will send you some articulate fly swag and we're going to drawing for something cool from the shop at the end of the season. And Ethan, before I let you hop, you want to let folks know shop hours and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. So you can find us in downtown Lynchburg, Virginia. We're open from Monday to Saturday. And if you can't make it to the shop, we've got everything online. Um, We've been doing a lot of work on the online stuff. So um, if there's something that you're looking for, you know, give us a ring or shoot us an email or Instagram DM um, and we'll get back with you. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, listen, folks, you owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Ethan. Tight lines.